0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of A Copper With. I first want to talk about you guys because I want to know how you are. So, well, fair enough, you can't actually say how you are, but I'm sending you well wishes and hoping you're okay because obviously you're important to me. You choose to listen, take your time to listen to me, so I hope you're all well. Um, secondly, I have fallen in love with a tea company that i really really want to tell you about this is not sponsored they don't sponsor me i just love tea and i found this company and i just want to tell you about them because i love their tea they're called bird and blend and they have shops all over the uk um i found them in tunbridge wells because i was going to a ted talk was wasting a bit of time um and because i was getting my children a present while i was away because you know Mummy can't come back empty-handed. And I found this little store and the girl there, girl, no, wrong, woman, there helped me a lot and she sat with me for like 20 minutes picking up teas. She was just as excited about teas as I was and if you're that excited about teas as I am, you're a Sorry, you are. She's recommended some teas for me, she told me how to blend them, she told me where the store closer to me was and retail staff don't get enough credit they have to deal with a lot I was a retail staff for many, many years and anybody who can stay that happy about their job in retail just amazing to me Just they really ate sunshine to me and to do it for tea oh my god but I'm currently drinking um, Nuts About You I think it's called and it's about you i've tried the carrot cake mowgli's fire chai oh my god that's gorgeous if you want a kickstarter in the morning i've tried to cut down on caffeine they do have a uh, decaffeinated different teas go in please go in and talk to them they can do cold brew teas did you know this was a thing i knew it was cold brew coffee but cold brew tea oh my god and let me let me just so i'm not lying to you like one second yum Oh, also, if the nuts about you, if you dunk a, a rich tea or a digestive in it, slightly tastes like Bakewell. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I, I honestly, they're great. And, and the people who have been talking to me on Instagram, they don't have to do any of what they've done. They've been so nice to me and they didn't have to do any of it. And to me that's that's the worth of a company I'm i'm currently going no unsustainable palm oil palm oil trying to be um a bit more um eco-friendly i mean i'm not great at it but i'm doing my best so any company that can help me go eco-friendlier on what i have a lot of which is come on you guys you know i drink a lot of tea is all good by me they have like biodegradable tea bags like so you can make your own tea because loose leaf is always better Like it's, it's, better. it's not just better for the environment but it, it's fresher you get more for your money Um. so yes, I would definitely go check them out they're called Bird and Blend they're an amazing tea company and just tell them I said hello and thank you for just like changing my tea life so yes, go check them out they're on Instagram they're on, I mean, the store at Tunbridge Wells one in Manchester. And I think there was one in Bristol. There's loads, loads. Go to, go to their website. They'll find. You'll find out. Honestly. Oh. Yum. 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 Also, I made a... I steeped some eaten and Blend. I made overnight oats with it. Yummy. Yummy. Right. Enough about tea. But yeah, go check them out. Bird and Blend. Go check them out. Um... I want to discuss something with you guys, Um, it comes into all together, bear with me, I am selfishly using this as therapy and um, a bit of a cleansing session because I'm going to talk to you about stuff that it goes into one subject but breaks down to several and it's not comfortable. But I have always been honest with this podcast. You've heard about me talk about my biological dad. You've heard me talk about my mother's gambling addiction. You've heard me talk about many, many things. Um, and I've always been honest um, with you guys. Because I don't know if it will help. But it's if it's a chance, then yeah, why not? Like That's the whole point, really, isn't it? So... Just lately I have been thinking about people's stories and that's the whole reason why I do this podcast. It's not just my story. I've had guests on and they talk about their story and how we are. Our story is the sum of what we are but not our parts. Our story is what we tell in one go to other people about us and what we choose to tell about our story. could be different to to crowds, to individuals, um, to best friends, to strangers. Our story will slightly change for whoever we are comfortable with talking to, but our, our main essence of the story will still stay the same. Like Snow White, it's been told by so many different people, Disney being one, but the original Grimm story was very, very different. So it's how we tell our stories, it's done in different ways. doesn't mean to say it takes from the the actual story itself is just how it's told. You know your audience, um, and it's been something that I've been always cherishing for is the fact that our stories have power. When we tell our story, it could help somebody that we don't even know. But our story, like I say, is the end result. The end result of what we've gone through. So we end it by wrapping it up in a nice story to tell somebody else. But within those stories. There's loads of little things and we can easily categorise a person by those little things. Me. Let's categorise me. If we were to categorise me, I am, or was, a teenage mum. And that's a statistic for you. I fit in a lovely statistic there. I am a mature student. I have survived childhood trauma. I have survived other versions of trauma. Um and i have go on to survive on a topic i have many 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 i'm actually running out of things to think about because i know there's more but damn it but individually like i am on low income technically because i'm a mature student so there you go i have both my children are disabled one's diabetic one's autistic so i have two disabled children i have mental health issues like I individually could fit into any category that could go you versus us versus them, like of let me get the words right, you versus me, us versus them, categorization. When we categorize, we divide, divide. and I think the story helps us bring us together. But we still have to appreciate the individuality of each and every person's story, which is looking. At it, how we take from each category to make an individual person. And that if we was to look at the person like from that individual, we could see where they would fit and we would see more commonalities between each other. This is why I like stories. This is why I barely read fiction. Um I have unless it's zombies, because I like overcoming and that's one hell of a thing to overcome. The dead. Um I I love stories. I was changed. By a story I read when I was 15. And it was the book Billy. By Billy Connolly's wife. And I before that was adamant celebrities had no issues. How could they? They lived in the limelight. How could they ever have a problem? How could they ever have a story? They were just boom. Look at them. Everything's fine. And then I read that book. And I was like oh, well, maybe these people are not so different. And I remember just thinking about it. I was sat a on a sofa. We had reading time. And I'd run out of books. And she'd run. And she, she said, well, why don't you read this? I think you'll find it interesting. She changed my life on that one. I think that, that, that one, yeah, read this, really did change me. And... I loved it. It's quite a harrowing story, really, at parts. But it's an amazing book. I do recommend it. It's an old one now, but I do recommend it. Um, if you ever want to understand Billy Connolly, I would very much recommend it. Um, and also how humour comes from trauma. And if we're able to laugh, we're able to change. Um, so, yeah. I love stories. And I, I think... They're important. They're important to understand. But I also think that we um, we tell ourselves a story. Because stories are not just what we tell other people. We tell ourselves them. And this is the sto- about the stories we tell ourselves. Now we tell ourselves the stories of I can't do this or I am this or well that was always difficult for me or... It was somebody else's fault why I did these things and sometimes they are correct. Sometimes they're just a way of managing who we have become or what we've had to survive. And this is my story and this is one aspect of my story. Something I'm just getting to grips of and... There's parts of my story I have already told you. If you go back over my podcasts, there's parts of my story in the categories that you will find being born out of wedlock, not knowing who my real dad is, um growing up, being bullied, child young, a topic, nearly dying, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I, I say them so casually. But it's it is because I've I've come to peace with those parts of my life. But there's a part of my life I haven't been coming to peace with just lately. And it's something that has just happened within the last couple of weeks. um, And that is who I am now versus who I could have been and how I choose to be. I know that sounds really confusing, but bear with me. This is where myself self-help comes in. So you're literally listening to my self-help. Think we need a slug of tea for this one. Hmm. Hmm. Nutty. Um. So yeah. I have recently been tested. Well, I have been screened. I'm waiting for the test of dyslexia. Now it doesn't seem like it's that much. Like it's dyslexia. Um. And it's great. I mean, I don't look. I'm not saying that dyslexia isn't annoying, damaging, frustrating, all the things that come with the learning difficulty. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like there are things in education to help you with dyslexia, and they're amazing. I I I cannot fault any educational system or setting that set up and help and have a system for people with dyslexia ADD or anything like that I think it's great honestly I do um but it's not about them because they all have their systems they all have their protocols they all have what they're supposed to do and everything's amazing and then there's me because the story I'd always told myself is that I have to work twice as hard just to get even close to where somebody else is. I the story I'd always told myself is you're just a bit slower. You're never going to be the same as everybody else. Um you just I honestly thought I was just a little bit thick. Um I <laughs> I I I just thought that if something was actually genuinely wrong, somebody would pick it up. And I saw my brother get help with his struggles and I didn't. Um, and not that he shouldn't. My brother should get all the help that he needed, obviously. Like, never take from him. um, But he had difficulties and he was helped and that was great because he needed him. but I I could never understand was it me like I must not actually have a genuine problem like because if I did then somebody would have picked up on it right but I never felt like I fitted in anywhere I've never felt like I fitted in I've always felt off I've always struggled to understand I've always struggled to understand people I couldn't work out why people do mixed messages why they would say one thing and do another it really it confused me why I why they couldn't just be good people and I just wanted to see people happy why couldn't they just be the Like, the same. I understand my son quite a lot because he's exactly the same. It's also why I'm a little bit protective of him, to be honest. And... I couldn't grasp why I never had friends that lasted long. I was bullied. I was always trying to please. I could never write well. Um I just I felt suffocating or suffocated. Like I was forever trying to be somewhere that I didn't fit in. I never felt like I fitted in. And I was always told that to keep the peace, it's okay, don't, don't ruffle feathers, you know, always be the nice one. And I know it was just people trying to, I don't know, help me, um, because they just wanted me to be happy, but I was always unhappy. I got angry as I got older, like, but I was always unhappy. I just wanted to understand why people would was the way they were. I, why I would try so hard to to work on stuff and write stuff. I mean, it's I'm probably more than just dyslexia. I don't know until it's tested. I'm only just in the processes of it, and I'm just waiting for everything to kind of be tallied up. So there could be other issues I don't know they test from everything from dyslexia to ADD to other stuff so who knows I'm just realizing things what I've realized since taking the screening and I've never felt like I've put in it I never realized how much I struggled um when we accept that that's our lot then that just becomes the story we tell ourselves so if it's the story we tell ourselves, or the story of who we are, we can ignore it. It's like walking. When you think about walking, you don't think about how each muscle individually moves, so you can put one leg in front of the other. If you did, you kept falling over because you'd mind be so busy on it. You just subconsciously walk. You just, automatic response. Just keep, what you want to walk, your brain goes right, we're off in that direction, and off you pop. You don't. You don't even think about it. And that's like the stories we tell ourselves. And something happened to me, very weirdly, that I went for this dyslexia screening and I brought down everything that I struggle with. Everything. I had no idea how much I struggle. And then when I looked into it, Emotionally, how much I struggle. I struggle a lot. And looking at, in black and white, how I struggle was the most eye-opening and depressing, it's the only thing I could think of, What word I could think of, depressing thing of, oh fuck, I didn't realise. There was so much so that I couldn't actually describe what was wrong. Like, when they asked about your math skills and how you work out your times tables, I've been doing this little thing where when I time say something seven times six, rather than doing seven times table and adding seven, I don't do that. I do two sevens of fourteen, so four sevens must be twenty-eight because, you know, fourteen and fourteen. And I do it like that, but I do it so well they can do it in my head, I do it all the time. I'll work out something is ten percent then add it all, all together, or I'll do, look for the five or the... The, the zero and work out from there I never go for the oh and I love the nine times table the nine times table for me is so satisfying like when I was younger I begged to take the maths book home I begged 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 and I took it up well this is what I'm old all right this is when you worked from a maths book a textbook two two people to one book um and you did the maths questions that were in the book and I begged to take that maths book home, and I finally did. And it was took off me, because I went too far ahead of the class. No, I don't blame the school. They had a set regiment to stick with. That that That's not my issue in the fact that they had. It's not that they did it because it was trying to hold me back. They had no choice. OK, it's certainly a certain way it's holding me back. But it is not their fault. I don't blame them for it. Um, But looking at that paper, ticking those boxes, I'd realised how much I'd have to, I've had to, over the years, fight myself just to get where I am. Yes, that's a lot of resilience. A lot of resilience. And I do give myself credit for that because I've managed to get to uni and somehow get to my second year and realize now that I have the issues at thirty four, going on thirty five. And I, I, I do commend myself for that because anybody who's done the same, and so I know I can't be the only one. I always say it, but I can't be the only one. Um, anybody who's done the same as me, I commend you too, because it this shit's hard. Um, it doesn't come naturally, and your brain really wants to skip shit loads of words, um, but seeing them all I'd realise how much I'd overcome but also that how much I do in a day to fight my own brain and I'm so tired by the end of it I've always been compared to a computer because I can switch off like I'm off when I switch off I'm off I'm off like if I go still I'm a fidget I'm currently fidgeting now in my cup because it's you know it gives me something to do um but I oh, Man I lost my spot I fidget so much yeah um, That when I'm off I'm off And when I go still I literally fall asleep Always done it for years And I just thought it was because I trained myself to go to sleep Because when I was younger I used to get travel sick And my mum would just go Go to sleep as soon as I got in a car That might be not the case Turns out Or what I feel for now Until I, I get it on the safe side is I'm always on. Do you know what it feels like to be on all the time? And I'm recognising it now because I'm now aware of it. That when I wake up, even if it's at one o'clock in the morning, I am on. My brain wants to do stuff and I have to force myself back to sleep. That's where the coughing comes in handy. Um, I have to force myself back to sleep because I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't be switched on now. And then I can't work. Like, I can't focus past six seven o'clock at night i cannot focus like me trying to the most i can do is read and then i can't read if there is music with words and i cannot read if uh, there's loads of noise i need to be able to focus if somebody's talking to me i have no chance of reading Um, and if there's too much noise around me i can't read like i just can't um i have music with no Thing. I, I, I can't even write essays with music with any words in it because otherwise I start writing the words. um. I'm sure I'm not the only one on that one. But I I can't. But I get to six o'clock and six, seven o'clock and my brain goes, that's my cat. That's my cat. Demanding food. He can wait. Um, so, yeah, at six, seven o'clock my brain goes dead. And if I've done a lot during the day and I've had to fight my, myself quite a lot, then I have to put something on that numbs me. It's numbing. Which is, for me, Friends. I have watched Friends on repeat non-stop for the last two weeks because it has been such a relief for my brain. It's probably not healthy, but it is a way for my brain to get around what's going on without having to think. I can switch off and i'm good and it's frustrating because i know that's time i can get stuff done but i'm so tired my brain my head to think leah sorry my cat it takes so much for my brain to 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 think that i struggle i can't i can't take more in i can't Do more than that. And I see all these people doing their essays during the night and stuff. And I'm just like, if it don't get done in the morning, don't get done. That's my thing. If it doesn't get done in the morning, it doesn't get done. Because there he is. There's my Leo. Um, If you don't get done in the morning, don't get done. Simple as. I am a morning person, but... I don't think it's out of choice. I think I'm a morning person because that's when I have the most willpower to do stuff. That's when my brain doesn't fight itself the most. I've not done enough to make decisions. We make like 35,000 decisions a day. My brain goes dead by the end of it. I am overwhelmed. I am... I keep saying I a lot, but I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand how I feel. These... These are the things that I struggle with because, I never realized it was a struggle. Simple as. I never realized it was a struggle. I just thought I was stupid. Honestly, I thought I was stupid because I could retain the information, I could learn, but I could never put it out there. So I could learn But part of the learning process is being able to understand and repeat what you're saying or explain what you understand in your version of understanding it. And I just couldn't do that. I couldn't... I couldn't understand how you could just go from the information and just put it out there. Like, in your own words. What was my words? I didn't know my words. I can barely speak my own words, let alone write them down. I... Would work, I work so hard on essays like when I say so hard I spend anywhere like up to a full 24 hours like not all together but broken down on one 2000 word essay I'm dreading next year with my dissertation um, but I told myself for years it was me and technically it is me but not in the way that I thought and it's really hard because now I'm viewing everything differently I know that but my relationships differently like how did other people not see it like I can turn a blind eye to me because it's so easy to turn a blind eye to your own issues. You tell anybody a habit that they do that they don't realise they're doing and trust me, they're like, no, I don't do that. And, But how these people have been around me and I got it. It was just me. I accepted it as just me. So they accepted it as that it was just me. If I accept something that I am quite happy to go along with, why would they think anything different? So when you internalise a story about yourself, you make that story known to everybody else and they believe in that story too because why would they question it? If they met you this way, how would they know? So I started to question how I am going about... Myself. Do I show my struggles? Do I want to show my struggles? And which struggles do I show? What part of my story do I want to tell? What part of my story am I comfortable with? There's still much of my story that people don't know. And some will never know. Because they don't need to. Doesn't mean to say they're not all as valid as each other. They are pretty much valid as each other. But... These are my stories. You have your stories. Your stories are what you've championed, what you've overcome, which you've succeeded in, which you've failed in, which you've sat in tears, which, which with what you've cheered with. These are all your stories. They're all what make you you. The individual parts of you, If all comes out of this dyslexia test, uh, at bare minimum I have dyslexia, that's now another category I add to my list of things that put together make me. What list of things do you have that make you? Because you're not just one thing. You're not just somebody's child. You also, you, you could be a mother yourself or a father you're a brother or a sister, you are a student, you are a worker, you are someone with learning difficulties, you are somebody who's excelled through education, you are somebody who's had to work harder, you have somebody who's survived trauma, you're somebody who has, is a great best friend who is loyal to our fault, like, you're somebody that's been betrayed, there's somebody that's in deep love, there's somebody that's in hurt. All of these that take up all of your story, that make you who you are. And we don't want to categorize ourselves anymore. Yes, there are categories within our story, and they help us to realize how many of those things are going on. But the individual themselves is not a category. They are made up of those categories. They are made up of the, the categories and the experiences that twindle and twine between those experiences and, and those categories. I wonder how many things you've told yourself and the story you've told yourself that might not necessarily be true. I told myself for years I was just stupid. I told myself for years that I was just slower than the rest. You know, I might be smarter than the average bear, but uh, definitely not when it came to the average human. And that's the thing I told myself. So People saw me overcome a lot of stuff on its own, but they never saw the struggles to get to that overcoming. The nights I battled with myself of self-doubt because... I questioned every little thing and I question everything. I'm an overthinker. But maybe I'm not an overthinker. Maybe I'm just curious. Maybe I've told myself I'm an overthinker. Maybe I'm just curious and I want to know why things happen because I'm not happy being told that it is a certain way. So my story is to be inquisitive, to find out new things, to learn new things. But because I couldn't interpret that information, I told myself I was stupid. (sighs) Maybe I'm not making any sense. Maybe these are all things. Maybe you resonate with them. Maybe you don't. But your story is your end result. You are what makes your story. It's the categories, the experiences in between the categories and your personality that has come from those experiences in those categories. You are made up of so many parts. You are, the, you are Your story is the sum of all of your parts. But your, sum, your, your story is not something that is the same as everybody else's. So if you are comfortable, tell it. If you are comfortable. And if you are comfortable with telling some of it. You don't have to tell all of it. Just be honest. You don't have to be honest with all of it. But your story helps. That's so why I'm talking to you guys. It helps. I oh, well, I hope it helps. I hope I hope it helps. Because I struggled for, for years and still struggle with mental health issues, and realizing that maybe one of those issues was not actually an issue. Now I realized that I always knew something was off about me. This actually was something off that I'm now. Currently, in the process of getting sorted, you don't know until you know, you know, (laughs) that's another friend's reference. They don't know that we know that you know. Anyway, I would love to know your story if you are comfortable with talking about it. So, if you want to come and talk to me about your story, you are welcome to come onto this podcast. There is not one person that I wouldn't want to talk to, but actually. That's unfair to say because there are people in this world that I would not like to talk to personally. But professionally, that might be a different matter. Everybody's welcome. Because everybody's story is valid. I might not like it. Others might not like it. I might love it. Other other people might extremely love it. I don't know. It might be a mixture of both. But your story is incredible because it made you you. Your story got you to this point and your story still continues. You have no idea what your story is going to be telling you telling of you in the next ten years. If you told me what my story was when I had my daughter, I would have said nothing but a teenage mum. I am nothing but a mum. I have no worth of my own and that is it. I live for somebody else. Seventeen years later. I am not just a mum, and I love being a mum, but I am not just a mum. I am somebody who's gone through so many changes, dealt with so much trauma, dealt with past trauma, dealt with trauma that's happened after. I am a person that has kept going in the face of so many things and so many people telling me I should just give up. I've dealt with abusive past partners. I have dealt with nearly dying. I have dealt with watching my children suffer at the hands of their illnesses. My son is asthmatic as well. So I've seen many, many things. My story is made up with so many things that could relate to so many people so that so many other people can feel not alone anymore. And that's what we want. I don't want people to be alone I want people to do well I genuinely want everyone to do well even if they caused me pain because I don't want that pain to continue and I want people to be better and come and and learn from the experience that we shared together so that they never cause that same pain again and that is one one pillar in my story if I can change people for the better Just by being in it. Well. It's amazing on it's own really isn't it? So. I'll give you an update. On how it goes with the the, the dyslexia. I'm still. Not 100% sure how I feel about it. I mean it's good obviously. I, I mean so I get the help. But I'm having to view myself completely different. And I. Think it's a good thing when you get something that changes your view of a lot of things. I don't know if it's a relief or whatever. We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um so yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um if you could I would really appreciate if you could write me a review um on on Apple iTunes there's the ability to write a review um of my podcast. The more reviews I get the more listens I get and means the more chance I get to help people because that's really all I want to do. Like at least help one person. So if you could review, you generally like this. Don't don't review if you don't like it, obviously, but if you like it, review and um yeah, that would appreciate and share, comment, talk about this podcast. Is there something about your story you'd like to share? Everybody has one. Um, and thank you so much for listening. I'm not the biggest podcaster in the world, but I do appreciate all of you for listening. so on that note, good day, good brew, and uh go check out better blend. <laughs>